Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with Hillary Allen, a professional trail runner for Brooks, based in Boulder, Colorado, who is preparing for the Ultra Trail Cape Town event series in a few days. We've had the opportunity to chat with Hillary multiple times this season. It's always a treat, and I think you'll enjoy the wisdom she imparts in this one, in addition to her comments on the racing and the training leading into Cape Town. With that, let's get started. All right, Hillary Allen, welcome back to the Single Track Podcast. Thanks for having me again. I know we've chatted a lot this year. <laughs> I was going to say, as I was putting the questions together for this interview, I realized this is our third time chatting this calendar year. We caught up at the beginning of January with your move to Brooks, then before Speedgoat, and here we are in November getting ready for Cape Town. And I do love to like catch up when we have these like multi-thread conversations. And I'm curious, given that we've spoken a couple times over the past 12 months as a pro athlete. I'm curious, are you someone that likes to think in terms of like year to year seasons and like to look back at like the previous 12 months to assess whether you've hit your goals and did what you wanted to do, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm curious as a pro, like what your, what your thoughts are there? Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm honored to, you know, that we've chatted a lot throughout the season, it's nice to kind of have different check-ins. Honestly, um, as I prepare for for Ultra Trail Cape Town, this wasn't a race that was kind of like on my calendar. I actually had left the second half of my season kind of open. So, mm. I mean, honestly, I, I think it is smart to kind of plan a race calendar based off of like the seasons, right, and the lotteries. Um, but I'm always someone who kind of thinks like bigger picture. Um, and my, my history is a bit different just because – I've had some pretty significant setbacks and I've always pictured myself, even when I first got into the sport, you know, seven years ago that I was going to be a hundred miler because I knew I had the endurance, like it kind of caters to my training style, the races that I like, but, um, there were some pretty big hiccups along the way that kind of prevented me from pursuing that goal kind of on the timeline that I had kind of projected myself to do, mm. um, and so I like to think of it in like bigger chunks, like what are some races that are going to, that I'm going to do this year that could help me prepare for like a bigger goal. Um, I mean, to be honest, like I've always thought of hard rock as like a bucket list race. Yeah. And um, so UTMB and TDS were some races that were going to have that helped me to get there. Um, but of course that's like, you know, I focus on a year at a time of like a season at a time, what I can accomplish and then build from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I'm kind of at this point in my career that I can finally do um, 100 mile races um, because like I said, it's something that I've always thought of like even seven years ago, like kind of had like a three, four year plan. Um, and so now I'm, I'm kind of the races that I'm doing this year and have done this year um, are kind of setting me up for um, kind of that, that three, four year plan, even though I'm like kind of tackling it one season at a time. Um, yeah. I was going to say, like, if you if you think about it in terms of themes for 2022, has this year been the year where you fully committed to like the 100 mile mountain ultra distance or did that begin a couple of years back even after the injury? You know, I think it kind of started with TDS. Um, that was kind of my... I mean, it was just kind of a bonus. It ended up being like the longer distance and like, but then I had some setbacks after that, um, you know, broke my foot and then mm. having the huge um, shift in my, you know, like just running career with that. And then that basically causing, um, you know, a jump to my current team with Brooks, um, you know, that, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know, like a theme, I guess, for sure. I think it st- maybe started in, in 2019, had a little bit of like, uh, you know, an unfortunate circumstance. But then now I feel like um, I'm kind of at this point where I can now focus on it more just because I have like the support from a gear standpoint that actually really works for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm definitely fully committed to it. I mean, like I, I didn't think that I'd be running 200 milers in, uh, in, uh, two th- in this, this year. So <laughs> with Cape town, I'm curious what, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a destination. It's a beautiful place on earth, but mm-hmm. what, uh, personally, what, what drew you to the event? What's your inspiration for racing here you know and i like how you say inspiration because that is and maybe this is naive of me um but i am definitely a runner who has to be inspired by the terrain that i'm running on no offense to dylan bowman i love you dearly but gorge waterfall 100k (laughs) did not do it for me (laughs) um (laughs) i love the gorge and if i were to race there again which i would i would prefer to not to go up to like (laughs) on either side of the gorge itself anyways um but yeah so i'm just inspired i was looking at some different races like i had kind of looked at the utmb puerto vallarta um i've raced kind of like in south america before um Mm. and i was looking at this course but just i don't know i mean i speak spanish so it's kind of inspired by that aspect of like the community um but there's just something about cape town it's always been this pinnacle race where it draws insane competition from all over the world so that's one plus and then um it's just this insane location rich with history and culture and it's a place i've never been it's the furthest place i will ever go um i've ever gone to 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 race and um yeah i think the combination of that like the utmb mexico race like looked awesome but i don't think that it drew as much of a competition as i was really hoping for yeah and um yeah there's also something you know, I mean, even though the Ultra Trail Cape Town 100 miler is the inaugur- inaugural event, still it's been an established event for the 100K um, for many years. And it's kind of been, uh, you know, a pinnacle stop on the the world tour. Um, and I'm still using that that term because I still think it's like, you know, it's like Ultra Trail World Tour. It still is kind of one of those pinnacle races. So, I mean, that's all that draw drew me to it. And then the third part that was just kind of the icing on the cake is just the community. I mean, I... I just feel so, just so loved and welcomed, even though know, I haven't even gone to Cape Town yet. It just seems so um, welcoming and the community is just so psyched um, on the race itself. And I think that's another, another thing, like I'm going in blind and I've never been on the course and I have like, you know, volunteers who are going to help me and my, my crew chief, um, you know, go around the course and, you know, help me with anything I need there. So it's, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you said you were going in blind there. And I'm curious with regard to the information slash research gathering process, have you had a chance to speak with people like Courtney DeWalter or Jim Walmsley or Cody Reed, like other Americans that have had success there about what it might take to uh, have a good day out there? Yeah. So I have, I've, I've spoken and I've also spoken to Ryan Sands um, just about the course itself and some locals down there. Um, and I've also been using, um, you know, it's really cool now, like the ultra trail live, like the coverage, um, particularly last year, I watched uh, the coverage just to kind of get a feel for like the trails itself, like looking at the videos. Um, 
And then also like dragging like the Google man literally onto the trails to kind of like see. And it, it's, <laughs> it seems like there's like a quite, quite a bit of variety, especially kind of like down further South where the, mm. the hundred miler continues to go. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to gather as much information as I can. I mean, it's kind of exciting because the first time I actually ran a race, like quote unquote blind, right. That was kind of back in 2016, 2017, where I've done, you know, about a hundred K, um, blind and um but since then you know i've always been able to travel a little bit earlier and or i've been in the area and know the course so um yeah i mean it's also that that unknown i think is something that can keep it quite interesting and um exciting for Mm. the 100k from from everything that i've uh gathered it's a race that has everything it's like steep mountain technical beach running uh like smooth single track jungle roots got a bit of everything <laughs> i know you're coming off ultra trail du mont blanc back in late august and so i'm curious what have the last two-ish months looked like from a training standpoint and i guess how do you feel heading into this race compared to your pre-race feels before other events this year i think the main the main feeling that i'm having is i'm feeling just immensely more confident i mean UTMB for me didn't, you know, go according to plan. Um, but you know, I was a huge learning experience. Um, I have yet another lesson in resilience. Um, and I think it was a very important race for me to finish not only mentally, but, um, to show like physically, um, that I, I I feel like I'm made for these types of races. Um, so there's that, but then also physically, like recovery wise, it actually was very smooth. I mean, after UTMB, I, you know, maybe like sat three days on the couch and didn't want to move. Um, and then uh, I like did like a hike around the the Grand Combon in uh, Switzerland and Italy. And like my body actually bounced back fairly quickly when I came back to the States. Um, mentally, it was a bit, you know, it was hard. I had to kind of like, you know, work through it, figure out the main takeaways. Um, but honestly, like October in the fall in Colorado is one of my favorite, mm. favorite, favorite times to train. And I literally, the, the first, the first week I got back into Colorado, I did super longs, which was, I ride my bike from Boulder to Longs Peak at do the peak and then come back. And then the next day I did Pawnee Buchanan. It's like a 27 mile um, loop in the Indian peaks outside of Boulder. Like I was just feeling so good kind of once I got my mental mojo back and I was just having so much fun with like my training friends and they were kind of preparing for fall races. I was kind of like being the little devil's advocate and being like, you want to come play with me in the mountains? Let's go do this cool (laughs) run. (laughs) And so I got in actually some pretty good like speed workouts and um, Mm. some really cool long mountain days and some like new to me, uh, loops in kind of my home mountains, which is like the best of both worlds, um, combining cycling and and running. And honestly, I was feeling so good. I think that the hardest part for me now is that it's really cold. Actually, we have some fresh snow, um, here today and I, I leave to go, (laughs) to go to Europe and, and I hear it's quite hot in Cape town. So, um, the really that's been the hardest, like the last two weeks have probably been the hardest um, mentally and physically just because I've had to kind of shift and, um, you know, train in a little bit of snow, which is always not so good for like my ankles and feet. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's maybe like a, a, some little niggles, but I'm hoping that, you know, like with the, with some, as the training comes down, it, it's fine. But, uh, 
and the in the I don't know and the on the on the upside, uh, snow running is pretty specific for some beach running that I know is in my future. So yes, <laughs> yes. that's cool. I mean, it's it's great to hear that their confidence is a theme heading in. And I love how you've, and I think you talked about this in your episode with Cap Bradley uh, that just released about embracing sort of the whole mountain athlete lifestyle mm-hmm. with the bike, which I think is super cool. Yeah. Looking ahead at this race, it looks like a pretty stacked field you included. I, I was trying to think about this before the interview. I'm, what is your racing style? Like when you, when you come into a race in good fitness in a good mindset, feeling competitive. Is there a way you like to take the race out? Like, do you like to be right in that lead pack or what's your, what's your mindset there, your philosophy? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly with these races, I mean, I think, I think I want to put myself in a good position, right? It's like, uh, I think with that theme of confidence, knowing that I'm fit enough, knowing that, um, that I can be in contention. Right. And so it's putting myself in that contention early on Hmm. without burning too many, um, too many candlesticks, so to speak. Um, no, like playing to my strengths, um, and, you know, not completely blowing myself up on, you know, flatter, faster things when I know that my strength is more like the technical and, and climbing and, um, these kinds of things, but also not, you know, knowing that I also do have leg speed and not, you know, set like not setting myself up for creating too big of a gap. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that's important. I mean, also, and then in these races, it's like, really the theme of it for me is I just want to have, I want to have fun, but I want to, um, make sure that I'm taking care of myself. Right. I think that's the biggest theme of like certain, certain times, like, you know, you might be leading or, um, you know, behind, but as long as I'm taking care of like what I need in the immediate, in the immediate future, um, then I know that, you know, I can, I can still do well throughout the race. I mean, that's like also with like what UTMB proved is that, shit literally hit the fan and like, you know, I was <laughs> literally spent the first half of the race, like pooing in the forest. Sorry, Shamoni. But, uh, uh, it's cool to see like what I could actually come back from and, and feel like I could finish strong. And so knowing, knowing that, that even if there are little like down, down periods, like still putting yourself in position, um, you can be right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because typically I think this is something that I've worked on before, um, you know, I would, I'm not necessarily a fast starter, but I'm like a consistent one. And so, um, I'm not one to start out like a bat out of hell and then like, hold on for dear life. I'm more of like starting a good position and try not to slow down, you know, Mm. or, and like, or catch, I like to catch people and hunt people down. Um, but I've tried to work on the other aspect of like knowing being more confident so that I can put myself in a good position and maybe start a little bit faster than I normally would. And knowing that I can still maintain that for, you know, pretty long, long duration. <laughs> Last question I have for you as a Brooks athlete, what shoes are you wearing on race day? Ooh, uh, my favorite question now. <laughs> um, I'm doing the Caldera seven. So sorry, everyone, the Caldera six just launched and they are six shoes, but you just wait till the Caldera sevens on the market. <laughs> so, uh, I actually got to race. I got to try out these, um, uh, prototypes in Chamonix. Actually, this is the ra- This is the shoe that I raced at Mont Blanc in and, um, we're kind of doing a little bit of, um, some modifications to them, but, uh, yeah, those are those are it. Those are the shoes I'm wearing. <laughs> Super cool. Well, Hillary, always a pleasure to chat. We are looking forward to following your race in Cape Town in a couple of days, and uh, 
yeah, just thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thanks for listening. Before we sign off, if you are a fan of the show, please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon, or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.